God wants to prepare the soil of our lives. He wants to cultivate the atmosphere of our heart so that the atmosphere of our lives is that of faith. Listen very carefully. When you cultivate an atmosphere of faith in your life, enemies are more readily defeated. When you cultivate an atmosphere of faith in your life, the kingdom of God begins to expand through your surrendered available life. Come on, doctor's reports don't knock you off your game. You rise up and declare in the face of those doctor reports because you've got an attitude of faith. Disappointments, discouragements, frustrations, they don't knock you off your game. And so God's always trying to work with us to cultivate this, el- this arena of faith in our lives. And I, I heard this story of a man that walked across the desert, and as he walked across, he began to be incredibly thirsty, desperately thirsty, and he came upon a, a pump, a water pump, you know, one of those kind that you crank the handle. And in front of that water pump, there was a jar of water with instructions. And the instructions said this, do not drink this jar of water. He was desperately thirsty. But it said, do not drink this jar of water. Pour this water into the pump. It is to prime the pump. So the pump then will begin to produce the water, all the water that you will ever want or need. And how many of you know, if you're in that situation and you're holding that jar of water, you're thinking to yourself, I'm desperately thirsty. Here's my drink. It takes faith to pour that out, doesn't it? But the man poured it into the pump, and he began to pump, hoping. And, uh, and as soon as he started giving that thing his best, it started producing water. And he just was overflowing with all the water he needed. And then he filled the jar back up, and he left it there and put the instructions back by it. And as he went on his way, he was thinking to himself, I hope the next person that comes has the faith to do what they need to do in order to not only get their need met, to meet the need of those that will come after them. And I'm thankful. Listen, there are a lot of people that have paid a high price of serving God, seeking God, praying, pressing in, doing what needed to be done to, to have a ministry here when I arrived. Before I ever came, people were working hard, preparing and equipping for God's kingdom to expand so that I then could come and participate. And I want to provide that same service for the people after. That's why we worship. That's why we praise. That's why we seek God. That's why we walk this out all together as a family. God's stirring something in our faith today. And the atmosphere of our life is very significant, very important. And, and I want to just say, God never, this is, this is where we have to, I mean, our worship today is a really important component of this, but we have to embrace the idea God's always cultivating the atmosphere of our lives before he'll release the promise. Think about what I'm saying. We just want God to give us his stuff, but God has to work on the atmosphere of our lives. Otherwise, the promise will never survive the atmosphere that's not prepared. God prepared the atmosphere before he created the birds. Because the birds had to have an atmosphere to live in. God created the atmosphere of the dirt before he created the plants and the trees. Otherwise, the plants and the trees wouldn't be able to survive. God created the atmosphere of the water before God created the birds. What's God trying to create in the atmosphere of your life before he releases the promise? I believe God wants to stir us to believe in this next season of our lives, in this next season together as a family. It is time for us to rise up in a greater strength, in a greater faith, in a greater atmosphere that will sustain a greater promise to the next dimension of what he's calling us to as a church family. This whole concept, this whole idea is God didn't love us back God loved us first, and our response to God's love determines God's reach. You think about that. 
How many of you give your life to Jesus before, right? We follow Christ. Not because we loved him first, but because he loved us first and we loved him back. And our response to his love is what determines his reach deep within our lives. I was, um, I was a little disappointed recently in our, we had a men's gathering and I wanted us to rally in here and, and I, I had a word that I wanted to share and it just didn't work out. Uh, the way it kind of all went down and, and, you know, people kind of coming in and heading out, it was a little bit of a trickle evening, and it just wasn't ever a right time to gather it all together. And I left that night, this was just last week, probably 80 to 100 guys were here, it was a great evening together, but I left discouraged thinking, I wish I'd had a, a, the time to bring that word. And I just felt the Holy Spirit saying, it's not just for the men. And I want to just tell you something today, if you'll listen I believe the Holy Spirit wants to have a conversation. I, I'm, I, want you to, I want you to hear, uh, this is something I've been sensing and hearing. And I want, I want to just release something of the, Holy, of the Holy Spirit's atmosphere in our lives as we get this. But I, I read this article recently, and anybody know what year women were invited to vote in the United States of America? 1920. It's going to be 100 years later in 2020. And we're going to see that very soon. And as I began to realize that was the 100-year mark, I began to sense of the Holy Spirit, there is an awakening coming to a movement of the women of all ages in this nation. And let me just say, there's going to be tremendous influence at the hands of women on every level in this land. I believe God is awakening that. How I many know God has a good plan for the ladies as well as the men, every one of us? Come on, why don't you help me celebrate that in a little more? We're calling in what God's desiring to do. I just began to sense that there are some people in our church. I'm prophesying now. I began to sense that there are some people in our church that are going to begin to realign. Some ladies in our church specifically that are going to be a realign some of their giftedness in different ways that's going to produce incredible advancement to the tune of executive advancement. I'm declaring that God is going to give creative ideas to, to produce incredible strength in this next season, and it's in the ladies in many ways. And I believe that men get intimidated when women get strong if men don't know their place. And I'm declaring men are going to know their place. And we won't be intimidated. We'll be cooperative, and everybody will have a strength as a result as we begin to move forward in advance. I believe, and I know this is going to sound a little bizarre, uh, but I just felt last night, I was just walking and praying last night, and I felt the Holy Spirit was prompting me. I, how many of you were, how many of you, like, you were around in the 80s rocking days, right? I used to play this lead guitar back in the 80s bands, the metal bands. And anybody remember the girl bands? The girl bands started emerging, man. Joan Jett, all these girl bands. It was all, girls only in the bands, it was kind of an interesting season of time, but I felt like as I was walking last night, the Lord was saying that there's a girl band going to be uh, birthed out of the house of destiny, where it's going to be young ladies leading worship. They're going to become quite well known. Maybe we'll call them Destiny 2020, where they can see with great clarity uh, the destiny that God has and release that into the lives of people around them. How many of you know God wants to do some things that are beyond what our comprehension is? 
And he's raising up some people in this hour that will not be threatened by the movement of God, but they'll be hungry and cooperative by the movement of God. They'll release things by the movement of God. I want you to hear, here's the word that I was going to carry to our men, and it's for all of us. Guys, I'm speaking to you today, and I'm speaking to you specifically in taking your place that there be a greater release for every one of us in the room. It's Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. This is the account of when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now, no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth because, because He hadn't yet sent rain. Everything was ready, but God had not yet caused it to prosper and grow because there was no one to work the ground. There was no one ready to contain the blessing. There was no one prepared to take care of what God wanted to release. Are you ready to care for what God wants to do in your life? Do you have an atmosphere of faith that you are cultivating on an ongoing basis as we gather in an attitude of worship and we come into this room? Are you here to hear the music? Are you here to contribute to the atmosphere, release something in this room that's growing giant killers? Come on, there's some giant killers God has raised up. We are those that kill giants. We are those that move mountains. That's just who we are. Come on, why don't you stand with me? God will not release the blessing until you are ready. Are you ready? God will not release the blessing until you are ready. Are you ready? So you need to understand that, that portion of scripture we read, it was when God brought rain that then the promise began to expand. And this is what I've learned, interestingly enough, about rain. Listen, guys, rain's not just traveling here from the cosmos somewhere, and it gets through all of the, all the galaxies and lands on the earth. That's not the way rain works. Rain works within its own system of our planet. And rain doesn't begin in the heaven. Rain begins on the earth. And what happens is water begins to evaporate from the earth going up, and it culminates, and it begins to get dense. There begins to be an atmosphere of water that the heavens can no longer contain. And that's when the water starts to pour down. And you and I, when we worship, we're releasing something. We're saying, God, let it rain. And God's saying, my people, let it rain. We're saying, God, open the gates. And God's saying, you are the gates. Will you worship your God today? Will you press in? Come on, let's give him everything that we are as we worship our God. At this time, our prayer teams are going to come and they're going to be under the screens on each side. If you have a prayer need this morning, they would love to spend some time praying with you and agreeing with you over your situation. You know, as we continue praise and worship this morning, I just love the opportunity to stand in God's presence and just enjoy His unconditional love for me. You know, we have this dog, Copper, probably if you follow us on social media, you see, like, we love him really, like, he's our baby. And we got him from this rescue place. We went, we call it the crazy lady with a hundred dogs. We went out to the country, and all these dogs are out there. They're all barking at the fence, and we're like, okay, what, what, how do you pick a dog out of a hundred dogs barking at you? But here's Copper, and he's jumping on the fence, like, choose me, choose me, choose me. And he's just jumping and jumping and jumping. And we're like, okay, we choose you. We're going to take you home. And I don't know what happened to this dog before we got him, but he is the most defective dog. 
He has such bad separation anxiety. He has torn up, dug up our carpet in our house because a bedroom door was closed. We weren't even home, but he thought we were in there and he was trying to get to somebody, anybody, because he was separated from us. And I mean, he, all the things he does, we still love him. Like he, the fireworks were going off recently and he's freaked out by fireworks and he pooped in Lexi's room, but we still love him. And seeing that little picture of Faith up there in that video earlier reminded me of the time that she bought these sparkly toms with her own money. The first time she like bought something with her own money, he chewed them up within a week, made her cry, but we still loved him. You know, and sometimes like when we come home, we're like, okay, we just want to love on you and pet you. And his attention span for loving is like two seconds long. You're like petting him and he just runs off to go get a toy and bring you back a toy. Look, look, look at my toy. And I'm just like, I just want to love on you. I just want to be with you. And I just feel like that's how we are sometimes with God. He loves us unconditionally. We're all defective. The I'm defective, you're defective. The sooner you realize that we're all defective, the better that you are going to have a relationship with God and say, just love me, I'm defective. And maybe you're on the other side of the fence this morning and you need to just jump up and say, hey God, choose me, choose me, choose me. I need to, I want to go dwell in your house with you. I want to eat your food with you. I want to spend time with you. I want your love. Pour out your unconditional love on me. I just want to encourage you today as we continue on in praise and worship. If you need prayer, join the prayer teams under the stage. But spend some time just basking in God's unconditional love for you as we continue praise and worship this morning. So we gather into this mix and make these bold declarations, the powerful name of Jesus, and something is inspired in our hearts and prepares us for a, a greater perspective of more of what God has in store. How many of you know you were born for more than where you've been? You were born for more than what you've known. You were born for more than whatever it is that you've experienced in your life. God has another phase, another section, another dimension that He's wanting to introduce. And I want you to think about this. Friendship, marriage, children, and plants all have something in common. Friendship, marriage, children, and plants, they all reflect the care that they are given. As I was just praying into today, I felt that was going to be a significant thing for us just to recognize and understand. You know, God really does want us to cultivate and invest ourselves in our relationship with Him and our relationship with others. There's something so enriching when that begins to happen. Come on, just prepare your heart. I believe God wants to speak some things to you today. I believe God wants to give us ears to hear. Part of what we know as a church family is that God's presence is for real life. We are men and women who translate the experience of God's presence into an expression to our world in a real tangible, touchable, practical way. So Lord, I pray you would stir our hearts today to hear with clarity, to know with certainty, to walk with confidence. In Jesus' mighty name. 
The Word of the Lord comes. The Word of the Lord comes. Are you ready for the Word of the Lord to come into your life like Jeremiah experienced? You and I ought to be experiencing some of these things we read about in Scripture. The Word of the Lord came to me, and I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. How many of you know we all disqualify ourselves? The Word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. He immediately began to make excuses and bring disqualification. But the Lord said to Jeremiah, do not say that I'm too young. You must go to everyone I send you to and say whatever I command. Then the Lord reached out his hand and touched my mouth and said to me, I have put my words in your mouth. He said, do not fear. The Word of the Lord has come. I will release in you what I want to release in you. But Jeremiah had to conquer his fears. And I want to address this. I felt the, this was another thing that God wanted to bring in this atmosphere. Will you let your faith level rise today? Come on, faith levels are rising today. Because God is wanting to conquer fear in the room. You just need to understand, fear of failure has killed more dreams than failure ever killed. Our lives are precisely equipped with the experiences we need to bring our dreams to pass. God did that. I I want you to know every dream, this is an odd uh, statement, you're going to have to think about it with me, but every dream has a sound. God put his creative dreams within you, creative abilities within you. I'm sorry, I don't know your name, sir, but bearded handsome man that'll be your name there's a creative sound in you you're the type of a person that when you start having a conversation with people around you about the dreams that are in their heart their dreams get enlarged because of the sound you make you fortify and enrich what people are thinking you don't make the dream you make the dream better there's something in you that's a creative sound from God See, when we worship, we start getting in touch with the God kind of sound that exists within our heart. And every dream has a sound. And the way God releases the sound is he reveals the dream. Because when you begin to discover your dream and the dream for you starts to be revealed, then suddenly your sound comes alive. And that sound has a dream, that dream has a sound. And that that sound of the dream attracts the pieces to bring the dream to pass on a brand new level. Somebody needs to make the sound of the dream that exists within their heart. So, Lord, today we say we will feed our dreams, we will starve our fears, and we will live our destiny. We will feed our dreams in an atmosphere where we're pressing in. We will starve our fears, and we will live our destiny. Fear is broken off in Jesus' mighty name. Fear of man will prove to be a snare. Fear of God brings about a great confidence. 